know if you use a straw, you get wrinkles when you're an old lady around your mouth. I think that applies to certain people. <laughs> <laughs> so you did not one, but two workouts today and explain to the listening audience why in the world you might do three workouts today. I do not subscribe to that possibility. Anyway, um, so I have this thing called a whoop. It is a fitness band, not as in whooping cough or anything like that. It is a, it is a fitness band. Um, and it tells me what my capacity for exercise or my capacity for strain is every morning. And you wake up and you're either red, yellow, or green. And depending on what color you are, that tells you how much you should work out that day. And this morning, I woke up green and I thought after I did my two workouts I was going to be like you know close to my strain score and uh I'm not exactly there yet so after running on the treadmill and swimming this morning I still have some gas in the tank according to whoop so today we're going to talk about the whoop band And that leaves us with welcome to episode 57. 57! Kitchen Gab for October. I'm not going to say the day, because who knows exactly when in October I'll release it. Release it doesn't matter. Um, so there's these different sections of Whoop. It's awfully confusing. So just start the 20,000 foot view. It's a band you wear. It has uh, no screen on it. People love to call it. <laughs> you often hear people say, uh, oh, your watch. It's like, well, it actually doesn't give time there's no screen on it so it's not a watch it's like the old school uh fitness band what was that fitbit fitbit it's like the like old school fitbit that didn't have a face on it fitbit has since evolved but same idea and it's sectioned out in the app for the purpose of really one concept of saying okay let's see what your body is ready for is it ready for like a strenuous day or none, where it's gone to the point that it's not just athletes who are using it, but CEOs and doctors and folks that um, will also do uh, athletics or do no athletics, just yeah. because they're trying to keep a pulse on where is their body actually. And so every morning you wake up with a particular recovery score. Can you explain that? Yes. Yeah, so it is, I think the idea is how recovered is your body based on the amount of energy you extended, say, the day before. It also factors in your rest, like how much sleep you got. And the quality of that sleep. And the quality of that sleep. Um, and it also measures, like, your heart, like your 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 resting heart rate. Um, and so it, it has some calculation that assesses all of that and then says, based on that, your recovery score is X. From zero to, well, I don't know if you can get zero, probably from one to 100. Yeah, probably one to 100. <laughs> I don't think you get 100 either. <laughs> and if it falls, like if it's in the lower third, mm -hmm. then your score is red. That means you are not recovered. And sometimes you can be red if you 
um, didn't get enough sleep the night before, or if you did a really, really hard workout and your body has not recovered yet, um, or if you got really crappy sleep, like you got a lot, but you didn't get a lot of REM or a lot of deep sleep, you could have a low recovery score. Um, what One thing that I think is also fascinating about the recovery score is that it is also factoring in your emotional or mental strain. Um, which was interesting for me because there was one time when I was like really stressed out about something and I wasn't working out and I was getting decent sleep, but I was just like red. Um, but it was because I was like mentally, I was using mental or emotional energy. Um, so if you're in the lower third, you're red. If you're in the middle third up to like, you know, 67, 70 something percent, you're yellow. And then above that you are green. And when you are green, that means you should go hard. It means you've got a lot of resources in your body to take on physical strain in that day. Um, so that that's the high level view. I was about to say, like, I think the thing the thing that I like most about Whoop is that our brains will tell us that we cannot do something, right? Like, it's our brains will be like, "Oh, you're tired. Oh, you can't do that workout," or "Oh, it like tells you all the things that you cannot do." And whoop is actually like, no, your body is ready. So you shut your brain down and you go do that work, um, which I think is like my favorite part about it. Cause you can't, you, you can't, it's like, it's smarter than you. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's this teeny little thing on your wrist. You, you don't even know it's there and it's smarter than all those emotions and all those mm-hmm. messages we have in our mm-hmm. brain. You know, I, I spent years, decades uh, working out or just maybe even having a packed schedule when my body wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And I know the inverse is true. I know there are times where, uh, oh, I feel tired or, oh, I need a day off today or like whatever, right? And and you didn't need a day off. Yeah. Like it, it, Whoop is like, is... <laughs> I call bull, go to the gym. <laughs> so to get, I'll get just like surface level geek is that there's a phen- phenomenal stat called HRV, heart rate variability. And the quick version is they've used that along with, like you mentioned, the resting heart rate. Mm-hmm. So they're taking that those metrics with your sleep, with how hard you worked the day before to see where you are uh, each morning. And the HRV is saying, well, we don't actually have the same heartbeat on a consistent basis. In fact, that would be bad if we did. So you know how someone could have a heart rate of, let's say, 60 in a minute. It doesn't go beep, beep, ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. It's more like it goes fast and it goes slow and it keeps changing at different speeds of fast and different There's speeds of slow. There's variability. There's variability. And interestingly, at least for you and I have talked about, it's the opposite of what our intuition would say. If you have high HRV, I mean, in other words, high variability, high erraticness, mm-hmm. <laughs> that means your body is really primed to do something hard that day. And that doesn't have to be athletics. You know, there's CEOs that say they give much better performances when they wake up green or even mm-hmm. like a high a high uh, section of yellow. Oh, that's really good. I woke up green. I hadn't thought about that. I woke up green this morning. I got some big business stuff to do today. There so you I'm go. Like, I'm yeah. in, I'm and then you get the workout. So you got the sort of that, yeah, that, that adrenaline rush. Um, and if you have low HRV, then it means your body's actually not ready to take on high strain. It is trying to recover. Um, and that can, that, that strain from the day before, um, interestingly can come not just from working out, but like you said, just from stress and, and being, being pushed 
I think, I think one of the things that you, you found early on was, and you talked about this a moment ago, but I want to like elevate it, is that like sometimes you don't know when you're, when it is time to rest, right? Like just as, just as much as some people go hard, go hard, go hard all the time, or some people do nothing all the time, knowing when it is time to give your body a break is just as important as it is knowing when to go hard, right? Um, and so like those days when, like if I wake up red, I'm like, oh, my body needs to rest and I give it that rest. Um, and I think that is just as important as, as the other stuff. So the first, maybe the second time I was red, I ignored it. Cause I was like, whatever, it's just a number, who cares, right? And I did a workout class in the morning and then I did a workout class that evening. And in the three quarters of the way through the second workout class, my back popped and the grimace of pain just like shot off through the, the instructor said, yeah, you didn't look so good. <laughs> and um, I could tell something was wrong. And it took me what, like three days to recover. So, several days to and, recover. And you know, it's just not intelligent, bad decision to try to outguess this thing. And you're absolutely right what you said that the concept of recovery, which we talked about sleep, now the sense of recovery, it teaches you to treat recovery, like the only way I can think of to say it is it treats treat recovery with the same attitude you treat a workout. Yeah. Almost like the recovery is the workout. So if it needs to be a recovery day, this whole like, I work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or I work out every other day, or I work out three times a week, we'll see when. This just throws that out the window and should, like absolutely should. It's who cares what the day of the week is, and frankly, who cares what is your pattern or what you feel like doing? Because it's not about what you feel like doing. It's is your body either ready or not? And if it's a day to recover, you do that hard. I saw this one tweet from a Whoop user once who said, on my recovery days, I do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and you nothing. certainly, and you don't have to do nothing. You certainly can skip the workout. But I mean, it, yeah, it's wild that strain goes up throughout the day. Um, obviously much less if you don't work out, but it continues to go up because we're just burning calories, right? Like we are moving human bodies that burn calories. You know, it's interesting because you said that and I immediately thought, what about people who are like, but I need routine and I need structure and I need to know what I'm going to do the night before I have to do it because... I got kids, I got a job, I got like all the things, which is very, very real. Um, and I think... I, I, first of all, I'm not that person. So, but I'm trying to just think about like other people who are in that seat. And uh, yes, you, you are in that world. So, how do you, how do you allow for that kind of flexibility? For like, oh, I woke up green today. What does that mean for my workout? Or I woke up red today. What does that mean for my workout and my schedule and my routine? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, if if I know I'm going to go to the gym, it doesn't matter whether it's going to be a hard workout or a light workout. Mm-hmm. And certainly, if it's a no workout, right? Like if I'm red or close to red and that sort of bottom tier yellow those are my days off now but, we'll, we'll end up being one a week or it'll be five on you know, not five but multiple who knows so the day before i'll schedule when i'm going to go to the gym and you'll relate to this is like it's always going to be really early in the morning if and we'll get we'll get this in a second if whoop tells us we can i'm gonna have you explain <laughs> that um so there is very much the the answer from whoop based on what you're saying is like how do i plan the day before so that that'll answer and then she'll explain that in a second but that that thing that she's about to explain will tell me whether the workout will be in the morning early or not 
if it is in the morning early, great. Then I know I, I'll get enough sleep. I'll be able to do that early morning workout. If I wake up red, I'm just going to cancel that workout. It's not going to happen. Mm. If I am not, quote unquote, allowed, um, forgive me. She truly will explain this when I stop talking. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not allowed to wake up early to do the workout, then I say, all right, I'm just going to put in the day when it's going to happen. And then when I wake up, I need to be yellow or green for that thing to, to, to happen. So, and he's talking about whether or not he's allowed to work out in the morning. It's not because he has a crazy wife. <laughs> um, Whoop actually has built in um, a sleep coach that tells you how much sleep you need to operate at a certain level the next day. So let's say you want to just get by. There's a drop down menu that says like, do you want to just get by tomorrow? Bad idea. Do you want to peak tomorrow or do you want to perform tomorrow? I think I did this out of order. It's get by, perform, or peak, right? Like those are your three choices. And depending on the one you select, it will tell you. And then you say, okay, well, what time do I want to wake up in the morning? And let's say, you know, if you're going to go to the gym in the morning, you've got to wake up at five. So you're like, oh, I want to perform tomorrow. I, I think I want to wake up at five. Then whoop will tell you what time you need to go to bed to wake up with a high enough recovery to be able to perform. And so you may say, oh, I'm going to perform tomorrow. I want to wake up at five o'clock. And whoop will be like, oh, you need to go to sleep at 845 p.m. <laughs> And uh, you might be sitting at the table working at 10 o'clock p.m. So obviously you are not getting the amount of sleep that you are going to need to wake up at five o'clock. So then Dave will say, I'll say, are we going to the gym in the morning? (laughs) Just like that. Are we going to the gym in the morning? (laughs) With that tone of voice. (laughs) With that tone of voice. And he'll say, nope. Whoop says nope. Because it's 1045 or we're already too late going to sleep. Um, and so that is what he means by like, and that sleep coach is helpful because if you're like, oh, if I, if I'm trying to wake up at six or if I wake up on, at seven on average, then on average, whoop will tell me what time I need to go to sleep if I want to perform. And if I want to have a stellar day and I want to peak, then whoop, I just put that in and whoop will tell me what time. And when I say put that in, it's all on your phone. What it's doing is it's saying there's a baseline of sleep that people need, you know, seven hours and change. Then it's looking how hard did you work that day? And, you know, where is the, the strain, which we'll explain more about strain in a second. And Strain. And um, <laughs> say, okay, you have baseline of sleep of this. You've got this is how hard you work today. And do you have a sleep debt? That's awesome, right? Because that's a sleep tracking, debt. <laughs> tracking it over time. <laughs> Not just for that day. And then if you took a nap that day, it's going to actually subtract how much sleep you need based on if you took a nap um, for that day. So it puts all that together, does the math. Plus you said, like you said, what time do I want to wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. Do I want to perform? Most of the time we, you and I just pick perform. I mean, like peak yeah. is like if you're running the next, a marathon the next day. Oh, we should you totally would, get Ziza whoop. She you, would love it. I don't know if they would, have kid ones. You would pick uh, peak and then... It's going to obviously have you go to sleep like crazy early. Get by. I don't know if you like uh, I I can't in my mind think why I would have something in my life that would mean I would need to stay up super late 
Maybe because if I had to stay up super late to do something and I didn't have like a big day the next day, I could do the get by. But like that just seems like a bad Your idea. Your attitude would be so bad. <laughs> yes, Your attitude it would. would be so bad. Yes, it would. <laughs> and uh, all right, so it puts that together. So that's what it's telling you for sleep. So we should go into strains. We did strain. sleep. We did strain is so disrespectful, recovery. y'all. Let me tell you what strain is. Oh, you're gonna pause. It? I'm gonna do a different chapter on this one. Hold on. And so if you're going to start with strain, how do you want to hit it from any angle? And I'm going to, I'm going to so explain rude. how, why the whole, it's not sequential thing, whenever you're ready for that one. I don't even know what you're talking about sequential, but, okay, but, oh, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Very much you understand that. Strain is stupid, y'all. Um, so you get this recovery score. That's like, oh, you're 93%. You are, you are poised to take on strain. You got gas in the tank. You are physically ready. You are rested. Your heart is good. Today is the day to go hard. Go hard is arbitrary, right? It's an objective, like, oh, I could go hard. Strain is a whoop is like, no, no, friend. Let me let let's let's define what go hard. Okay, now looks let me like. just interrupt for a second. What everything you said there is actually recovery, not strain. So if you said like, no, no, friend, like you're ready to go hard, that would be your recovery score. Right, but but go which hard, leads to, which leads yeah. to which leads to what I said. You need to know what does go hard. What what is the the numerical value of go hard? Right, am I thinking about that right? So your strain is the numerical value yeah, no, of go hard. You're, you're totally right. What makes this so confusing is that there are two numbers of strain when you really look at it, and that's what's going to confuse people. When you wake up, you've got let's let's do an example because that mm-hmm. makes it like so much more clear. Mm-hmm. Someone wakes up and they are a seventy percent. That doesn't sound so hot. No, that's that's awesome. your that's your recovery. Score. That's your recovery that's score. Your recovery that score. means you're green. Your body's ready to take on strain. Now that could be emotional strain. That could be uh, mental. That could be what. Of course, the, the the main goal is doing an athletic mm-hmm. strain. So that part makes sense. Where it gets confusing is if it says, all right, my recovery is 70. Because your recovery is 70, you? it would make sense for you to get to an X strain goals. And since we're using an I example, think I was explaining that like, like an 11 or a 12 strain is the goal. However, right when you wake up, most of the time, mm-hmm. we're at a zero. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we wake up, we're at like a two strain because we were moving around in bed or mm-hmm. whatever, or we're walking around the kitchen when you first wake up. So let's say someone wakes up with a, a strain goal of 11 because they're green and they're high at a recovery of 70%. Mm-hmm. Now your strain goal is 11, but you're only currently at a strain goal of two from walking around the kitchen. Now yes. what happens? So... This your strain is eleven. That's that's the target. Target. They tell you like, if you want to optimize, if you want to take advantage of this recovery score that you have, if you want to like optimize, and push yourself today, you want to reach a strain of approximately eleven, and you wake up, and you're at zero most of the time. So that means over the course of the day. You want to push yourself towards a strain of 11. And you're like, oh, that doesn't sound bad. It's just 11. 
no friends. <laughs> no, 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 no friends. So let, let's talk about how the, the, the strain scale is from zero to 22 or 21. It definitely, like you're saying, most time it starts at zero. Just... I mean, just the calculation, yeah, the, the, the maximum I mean, number. The maximum is 21, and it's fascinating why it is 21. Yeah, so the, the, the strain range is zero to 21. And the way that they calculated the maximum, the way that they decided that 21 was going to be the top, is they took the most fit people on the planet. <laughs> no joke. Like, they took the Navy SEALs, right? Like R- Retired Navy SEALs. Retired Navy SEALs. <laughs> And it put them through this ridiculous, and when I say ridiculous, I mean like jump out of the plane, swim. Three miles. Three miles. Across the Pacific to shore. And then run. Not a marathon. A hundred miles. <laughs> and, and, and then it's like, okay, how hard did they work? Right? Like it's like, it's, <laughs> so it's like, after they did all of that, how hard did their work and their strain score was like was like 21 like that was the max so they were like oh well then that's the cap of the strain <laughs> score so when i say you know the highest level strain you can exert is 21 on your body in a day in a day is if you hit 21 that's the equivalent of a navy seal jumping out of a plane into the pacific swimming 3 miles and then running 100 miles you are hardcore what of them in the hotel had it to be pushed on the hotel cart to, to get to his room because he couldn't walk anymore. So don't feel like like you're losing if you're <laughs> if you're at a ten or eleven because you're, you're you're doing great there, friend. So throughout the day, whoop on your phone will tell you what your strain is. So this morning when I woke up, I was at ninety three percent recovery, so I was green, and then whoop said, "Oh, Aisha." you should aim towards a strain score of 15.3. And I was like, first of all, bull, right? Bull donkey, because 15 is 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 close enough to 21 for me to be like, oh my gosh. whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. I got to do, some, do something hard today because my body is ready for get, it. Get to do something. Whatever. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm on the treadmill. And I was like sweating. I was sweating, sweating, sweating. And then I was like, okay, then I'm going to get in the pool. And I'll swim some laps. And I got out and I got back home and I my strain score was at nine point two. And I was like cussing. Because that means even though my mind is telling me I am tired and I'm done, my body can do more. So there is a possibility that later today I was like, maybe if I just run the stairs in my apartment. I'll at least get up to like 12 because we got a lot of stairs. But so like that is the, like that is strain, right? Um, And here's the thing Dave was going to talk about it not being sequential. It's not like, so when I ran this morning, my, my treadmill strain was like eight, right? So that was like getting it on the treadmill. And then I went swimming. And, it, and you can wear it to the pool, so it track you just you just you tell it, oh, I'm about to go swimming, and it captures like your swim strain. My strain in the pool was like four point two. You would think that that would mean that my strain would be twelve point three, 
right? 8.1 on the treadmill, 4.2 in the pool, 12.3 strain, right? Wrong, 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 wrong. It is not, it is not you, you, summative. It is more like, I don't even know why. I feel like it's cheating. I'm gonna let you talk about that. The, the higher you go, the harder it is to move the needle. Mm-hmm. Because if, so if a weird. Navy SEAL can go do all of that and get to 21, well, then I could just go do a light workout that gives a workout mm. of five, which isn't that hard to do. And then I could just do that times four, and I'm at a 20, and I didn't really have to work that hard. So it can't be, it has to be exponentially harder to go up the needle, which totally makes sense. And it's so rude. Um, the, the piece that is easy to miss about the concept of strain is that the huge, huge idea is how this is individualized. So two people could do the exact same workout, literally the same exact workout. They could do the same number of reps. They could be doing it together, whatever it is, swim at the same speed, run at the same speed, all of it. And they could have two very different strain scores because it's the purpose of it is to be able to say, this is not how hard you are working compared to someone else. It's how hard are you working for just your body. And that's amazing. Just amazing. So it's not a competition. It's not, you know, this person's better than that person. And it's all of the, the, the BS is to the side because you realize that, like, whatever that strain score is, that is literally how hard I was working for me in what my body was capable of doing. And then interestingly, because it's only about where you, where you are and how hard you worked, you can do the same workout yourself let's say let's say you did the same one within a two week period and you're going to have two different strain scores because your body had to work uh, to a different level or you were slightly stronger on that given day. Like there's so many, right? Like all those variables and that's utterly fascinating. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that like at first I was like, what the heck? Cause like Dave will do some workout or like he'll do something. And you know, if I did the same thing, our strain scores would be different. And I was like, well, what the, but it is relative to your body. Um, so it's, it's, it's just, I don't call it an accountability tool. It is actually like one of those things. It's like, oh, what gets measured gets done, right? Like, because you are, you have a tool that is smarter than you, or that takes away the excuse making. And, and I, and I don't say that in any kind of a judgy way. Like it sounds judgy, but it's not. Well, well on the flip side, right. It t- also takes away the excuse making to not take a day off or yeah. to even take a yeah. much lighter day. So yeah. for example, I'm like, okay, yellow, but that whatever I am, who cares is going to determine what, what I should be doing that day with the, the intensity, the level of workout. And of course, if I was red or low yellow, I don't care how I feel. I'm going to take the day off. So it, yeah. it is that excuse me. I don't need to take a day off. I'm going to go work out. Like it gets rid of that excuse too. Yeah, it is. It is very much that like our, our, our minds are almost conditioned to believe that we can do much less that we then we actually can and sometimes it it makes some of us push ourselves so hard because we tell ourselves that we should be superhuman and be able to do all the things um and whoop is the is the is the Coach. truth teller yeah, yeah truth teller, it, yeah. it it is the truth teller like it it takes away um the wouldas and shouldas and tells you exactly what and takes away the guesswork. I think the piece that 
is easy, I think, to miss in all this. It's like, who cares? What's the point? I get it. It's giving you these numbers. Why don't you just ignore it and just sort of go about your, however you're going to do your day or however you're going to do your workouts and just do it. Because when you use a metric, like you said, if you can measure it, you can manage it. If you're having these metrics about your sleep and your recovery and like the how hard you're working or how hard you can work, like if you're using this data, which is medical grade accurate, what you're going to be left with is you are only going to work hard when you should yeah. and you're not going to work hard when you shouldn't. Okay, great. Who cares? Because if you do that day after day, Number one, you don't have to guess, and you're going to guess wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you are going to guess wrong, especially over the long term. Oh, I feel this, I feel that. But the biggest piece of it is that's where the gains come from. Because on, on, on the side of your body is primed to, to get a good workout in, or your body's primed to get in a medium workout, or a light workout, or no workout. If you end up doing no workout when you should, let's do the two extremes. You end up doing no workout when you should, and then doing something really hard when your body's ready for it. You are going to rest hard, so you're going to get stronger during that rest time, and then you're going to work out hard when your body is actually ready to do it, and you're going to get stronger. No, you know, when you work out hard, you get weaker, and when you sleep, that's when the muscles re repair, that's when all of the cognitive processes repair. So what's going to happen is, when over the long term, what's the point? You are truly going to become stronger you know I was, I was thinking while you were talking um about like why this topic right like this is a this is the podcast conversation we talk about teaching and parenting and life hacks and blah 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 blah, blah. um and so then one might wonder like why are y'all spending a whole episode on this band right we're not getting paid to do this we are not whoop partners although you better believe i'm gonna tag whoop in oh the podcast because <laughs> <laughs> i'm a businessman um anyway Good tweet. um i we are we're talking about this because like i think everything we talk about is like how do we get better like everything we talk about whether we are on this podcast or really literally in the kitchen talking or like he's hanging out with me, you know, while I'm doing whatever, we are always just trying to figure out how do we do and be and live better. Um, and at the center of that is how we take care of ourselves. Um, and that is how we take care of ourselves physically, how we take care of ourselves mentally, how we take care of ourselves, like emotionally, like we are so, so serious about living well. Um, and, and I think I'm, 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 I'm slower on that train than Dave is like Dave is like an all or nothing kind of guy. Like he's just all in and I'm, I'm a gradually get there sometimes kind of person. But you, you can't, I, I want to, if I'm going to be the better, best parent I can be, I've, I got to be here and I got to set an example for my kids around what it looks like to, to work out and to, um, live well. Um, and if I'm, you know, building a business, I can't be burning the midnight oil, trying to build a business and not taking care of myself. Right. Like there. Th so this whoop, this um, tool is, is a way for us to to mind that, 
to pay attention to that. Um, and an example of how it can change things, our daughter, our oldest daughter, um, she is 21 and she has a whoop because <laughs> of course she has a whoop. And she was getting like really, really bad sleep. And we were, she was over here, we were talking about it and she was like, yeah, I love my hot chocolate at night. And we were like, what? You can't drink hot chocolate at night because there's caffeine in it. That caffeine is affecting your sleep. And so we talked to her and we were like, okay, just kill the ca- kill the hot chocolate. Try not to do it. And the sugar right before and, bed. And the is. sugar right before bed. And the next day, after having been like red or having gotten like really crappy sleep over a series of time, she got great sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like that because we had the whoop and because we have learned about how you get good sleep, we are able to make decisions, lifestyle decisions that enable us to live and be better. Um, and that, and like, I didn't have a whoop at first. Dave had one first and cause you know, like I said, he's all in life hacking thing, but I felt he was like so clear about when he needed to work out. And he was so clear about what kind of sleep he was getting. And I was like, well, let me get one and see. And the moment I got one, I was like, oh shoot, I guess I need to go work out today. Cause I'm green. And, and there are some days where I'm like, I'm still tired in my mind. But I have, it's almost like some accountability for me, right? And and then Dave will be like, are you going to, are you going to, is this going to be day two where you skip your workout? And I want to throw things. But <laughs> now we have like a tool that makes it not about me, not about my mind and what I think I can do. But this tool is telling me what my body is actually positioned to do. It caught my eye because this is... Uh used by so many i mean from the pga tour to Mm -hmm. nfl professional athletes navy seals um just hardcore athletes and everyone in between the i love that you said that about it just it makes the day better in particular because you're focusing so much on sleep and it's the whole oxygen mask thing and Mm -hmm. on the plane they say put the oxygen mask on yourself first you got to take care of yourself first because then you can provide to other people and this this really ends up being a huge notch up to be able to do that um, and when you do, and then you just kind of stay with good sleep, you got good sleep, you're getting good workouts in, you're making those right decisions. You know, you're one of my favorite lines, pay now or pay later. You know, I'd rather pay now. Definitely got to age gracefully and, and then just be able to contribute more to your family and your friends and your job. And like, you just live like or a just happier feel day. Better. Right? Because just, yeah. in, in the recovery thing, we didn't mention like super quick. It's like, it, there are so many things that affect that recovery all the way down to nutrition. So like I can get great sleep, I can work out, and then I can have McDonald's and cookies um, for every meal that day. And you better believe the recovery the next day is going to be atrocious. There's no way. Speaking of, it's time for me to go to breakfast. Um, <laughs> as bonus topic, because we can't miss this, um, you need to uh, explain about COVID and whoop. Oh, yeah. So one of the... Um... One of the metrics that WHOOP tracks respiratory rate. is your respiratory rate. It's like how many breaths you are taking in a moment. That it happens to be one of the earlier symptoms or signs of COVID. So if your um, respiratory rate shoots up, like that's a sign that, that the way WHOOP says it is, that could be a meaningful 
Yeah. That could be a, yeah. that could be meaningful. They're, they're, they have these all of these uh, in all of their articles. At the end of every article from Whoop, it says, uh, um, "We are not a medical device. Do not take yeah. our advice over a doctor. We're not diagnosing any symptoms." Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they had this stat in there that they had they were recording respiratory rate, and they never put it in the app because what's the point of putting a statistic in an app for you to look at? that almost never changes. And when I say almost, literally what the word almost means is in tenths. So one time it might be 18.1, and then maybe it'll be 18.2, and then maybe back down to 18.1, maybe 17.9, like these incremental changes nominal by tenths. changes. When the first WHOOP members came, uh, came down with symptoms from COVID, Whoop asked their permission to analyze their data since they keep the data anonymous. And they were blown away because this one stat that was never reported all of a sudden didn't change by tenths. It changed by whole integer numbers. And they realized that they kept crunching the data, talking to Whoop members, that not only can someone now wake up, as they do, of course, now put it in the app for people to look at, Mm -hmm. not only can someone look Every morning, next to the recovery score, is this particular statistic. You can see, has it shot up by tenths, or has it gone up by a whole number, or a whole two numbers? And that, of course, would mean that in all likelihood that person has COVID because it's been time and time again. Or that they they have some, that they are sick. Yes. Right, like it doesn't have to be COVID. But here's the thing, On, on the screen, there's this gray band of where your like seven, your typical range is. So it's like, you know, your typical range is, you know, right here around 17. That's where mine is. My typical range is 17. And so I tend to stay in like 17.1, 17.2, 16.9. Like I stay in that range. And there's no good or bad number. It's how much does it change for that particular person? Yep. And, and so if I looked up in my, my range and tomorrow I was at like 18.2, I would have a little freak out. I would make an appointment to go get tested because that is that kind of change, that full point change from 17.1 to 18.1 is what they would call meaningful. And it may not mean, it may not be COVID, it may not be whatever, but what they have seen in cases of COVID for WHOOP users is they see a shot up in their respiratory rate. Um, very early on in their COVID diagnosis. A golfer on the PGA Tour saw his shoot up. He had been tested for COVID the day before. He had no symptoms. He felt fine. His energy was strong. He hadn't looked at his number until he was about to start practice that afternoon, and he saw it shut up. He skipped going to the practice, went back to the PGA Tour uh, doctor. Doctor said, you just tested yesterday. You have no symptoms today. You're totally fine. He said, well, I've he couldn't really explain to the doctor how he had self-tested. <laughs> couldn't really go through the whole whoop explanation because that would take a whole podcast. And uh, he said, you know, I'm, I, I believe that I, I do probably have COVID. Um, and so he uh, quarantined himself and then went to the doctor and said, all right, come here tomorrow and get tested. So he went back the next day and he had, he had COVID. Um, I will say for myself, on a personal note, um, I had one time where my respiratory rate had shot up by about one and a half, and not only was I uh, paranoid, but I, I realized, like, oh, my gosh. Now, we were on – I didn't see it. I don't know how I didn't see it. 
so I looked at it, and I'm sorry, I had not looked at it, and it shot up. Well, I had no symptoms. I was fine. I have no idea to this day what happened to me or what I had, I should say. But that night, um, I I was tired, and it's okay to be tired. You slept for like um, yeah. Hours. I couldn't get. I sat down, took a shower, and got in bed at like five thirty six o'clock. Let's call it six o'clock, and I could not move. It was I was like it felt as if I had done that Navy Seal workout. I I it's been a long time since I felt like that, and I don't take naps at night. I mean, I have a rule. I don't even take naps after three yeah. o'clock and I could be like a little fatigued. No big deal. I can fight Brother through was it. Out. Like I was gone. <laughs> I took a two and a half hour nap. I could barely move. Um, and I, I of course felt glorious at the end of that two and a half hours. And then that night, he was like, well, how the heck are you going to go to sleep? Cause now you're We're right. right? On the sleep. Went to sleep that night, slept hard after sleeping for two and a half hours prior to that. Woke up maybe an hour earlier. I typically would. Um, and sure enough, then looked at, at the whoop data and that respiratory rate had shot up. So did I get sick? Absolutely. Um, did, could I have known as these other members have that I was going to get sick because I had no symptoms and I had, I had, I seen it that morning. And of course I never make that mistake. Now I'm always checking that thing first before anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could have literally just like anyone else, I could have predicted like, Oh, I'm about to get sick. And then also just stay away from people, right? To not get them sick. And I think that's one of the pieces that you and I appreciate and, and our daughter appreciates and anyone else that uses Whoop, that you look at that, you look at that and you say like, oh my gosh, do I have COVID? Am I sick? And you feel like you're getting tested every morning. And that is a sense of relief. Yeah. That was fun. We will put, that's always fun. Uh, we'll put the show notes there. We will completely self, do a self-centered move and put our referral link in there. Yep. Um, but truly the greatest way to, if you appreciate this podcast and this episode, um, please share with others that you think. Um, that would be the greatest way to, to say thanks. We should totally reach out to the Whoop people and see if they want to join us for a podcast for like a follow-up. That would be neat. That'd be uh, fun. And I think that should do it. So That's we it. Uh, we are convinced it is it is uh, the right thing to have on your wrist. It's more important than a watch. I like that the right thing to have on your wrist. <laughs> well done.